0: Good morning and welcome to LMH Business Stories live on LinkedIn. This morning we're also actually streaming live to YouTube. We're going to actually try that out this morning as well. Um, and, and just to explain the purpose of um, these business stories and um, this, you know, Wednesday mornings, 10.30am GMT time and why we're um, we, we're looking to speak to a variety of business leaders, thought leaders, uh, entrepreneurs is because you know we're all going through some challenging times and there's some really inspiring stories out there so we feel that it's really important to remain connected to help each other um and to you know to stay in in conversation so um this morning it's it's my pleasure to actually introduce Lucy Chow who is a wonderful lady that I met around 10 years ago I think when I was working in Dubai and 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 Lucy is um you know, remained since then committed to supporting female entrepreneurs, women in business. She's an angel investor. She's a mentor. Um, Lucy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Gemma. So Lucy, I think probably just to start with, can you tell everyone a little bit about your background?
1: Sure. Yes. I'm focused on um, the innovation space. So both in terms of supporting founders and as an investor, like you mentioned, Uh, My primary role um, is very much with the World Business Angels Forum. And if I could just explain a little bit about that. Uh, uh, The WBAF is an affiliated partner of the G20 Global Partnership for Financial Inclusion. So we collaborate globally to empower the economic development of the world, very much focused on entrepreneurs. Within the organization, I'm the Secretary General for the Global Women Leaders Committee. And the chair is Kalinda Grabar-Katarovic, who was the first woman president of Croatia. So as well, I am the senator for the UAE and an executive on the investment committee with the WBAF Angel Investment Fund. So I think that's relevant to our discussion today. And further on, uh, in terms of the uh, uh, investor side, I'm also a director of the Women's Angel Investor Network. And I am an LP uh, with Next Wave Impact Fund and the Founder Institute. Those are two based out of the U.S. I also host a video series targeted at entrepreneurs titled Down to Business. I also focus on developing entrepreneurial skills and students. And and that's one of my passions that I'll talk about uh, later on. And uh, lastly, I was one of 15 LinkedIn top voices in 2020 for Mina. So that was a, a wonderful honor.
0: Wow, what an, what an achievement. And gosh, um, you have been busy. I knew you'd been busy, but not that busy. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> now, I guess it's quite timely that it's been International you know, Women's Day um, on Monday. And I can see that you're a real patron for sort of female entrepreneurs. Could you just maybe expand a little bit about why you, you're doing that?
1: Sure. You know, women-led businesses um, start with lower levels of overall capitalization and they use lower ratios of debt finance, uh, about a third, actually, of that used by male-led businesses. And they're also much less likely to use private equity or or venture capital. We know that female-founded firms outperform firms with all male founder teams. This Mm -hmm. is a fact. Um, therefore, um, you're, we're also seeing that there's a, a growing number of male investors who see the benefits of expanding their investment horizons. However, as you know, Gemma, the amount of funding going to female founded startups is dismal still, um, and, and we're in 2021. So through platforms like the WBAF, um, you know, uh, I proposed four action points for, for our committee in 2021, uh, and they are to provide access to smart finance, to amplify success stories, to facilitate connections by increasing access to global business networks, and to support women's entrepreneurial growth through mentorship. So so we can do all four of this because the WBF is like a United Nations of of investors, um, power brokers, uh, we have over 120 countries represented, so I think it's very important to leverage platforms like that.
0: Yes, and you you mentioned um, you know you, you invest and you sort of you're mentoring women in business. So so you do help sort of um, sort of raise this investment for sort of select sort of women in business. Um, would is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. I, I um, so so one area I really focus on is to encourage more women to become investors. And so, you know, we have to have the financial confidence to invest in entrepreneur, entrepreneurs and startups because in the past, the word investor has always been largely associated uh, with a male dominated world, but times are changing. Uh, frankly, things need to change. So, one way to ensure more funding is given to female entrepreneurs is to ensure people making the funding decision on the other side of the table are women so you know i mentioned earlier um, early stage venture capital is still dominated by men so there's a bit of an unconscious bias um in particular when we're talking about uh the tech space for instance so if you ask male and female investors to name tech entrepreneurs uh, so if you ask them to name tech entrepreneurs they would normally come up with male names right like mark zuckerberg elon musk and so there's perhaps an unconscious bias um, that people look for other entrepreneurs that fit that, that mold. So, first of all, we need to start naming female entrepreneurs. That's really important. And um, we need to find uh, we need to find funds that are open to adding female uh, general partners or women into their investment committee. Uh, because if you ask women to be GPs or to sit on investment committees, you know, eventually they themselves may branch out start their own VZs going forward. Uh, It's all about providing experience and a a pipeline to the the future. And then also, um, I think it's really important, um, Gemma, as as an investor, as a female investor, that we maintain a visible presence. Uh, It provides a valuable lesson for young women who may not have even started their careers uh, because those women will begin to see more and more role models for becoming the the next generation of venture capitalists, so that they can see there's room for them in what has been traditionally a, a male dominated um, sector.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and what would you say at the moment? Like, would, have you got sort of a, an achievement or your greatest achievement at the moment? Like something you feel really proud of?
1: Um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm proud of so, so many different things on on the entrepreneurial side, but I guess. Um, you know one of my greatest joys is when I'm asked to speak to students so for instance I recently spoke to an executive MBA class with the American University of Dubai Um, you know I love participating as a judge or mentor at innovation events or public speaking contests um, focused on students from K1 to 12. I contributed to a fabulous book called The Possibilities Project, A Young Person's Guide to Career Success. You know, that, the chapter I wrote in that book was um, titled Building an Entrepreneurial Mindset and Why That Matters. So I guess I feel like, hey, you know, if people trust me enough to speak and give advice to the, the next generation, the next generation of, of future leaders, then I've, I have probably have arrived. So, um, you know, and also one of the hats that I wear is that I'm a board of trustee with the American School of Dubai. And after my first um, board meeting, I, I said, this will be by far the most fulfilling non-paid board role I, I will most likely ever have. So I, I feel again, if I'm entrusted to impart information to the next generation, um, that, that's a big deal. That's, a, that's an accomplishment for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's a huge accomplishment. And I think, um, you know, I mean, things have changed even dramatically, haven't they, in the last 12 months. So for us being able to yes. give our experience and our learnings onto to the, the new generation, I think they could probably teach us a few things as well. Absolutely <laughs> but, um, right. Yes, um, but reverse I think it, yes. You, you definitely feel that you've made it when you actually got them to listen to you, I, I, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if they're listening, but yes, uh, yes I I I'm, listening. I'm happy I'm to sure. talk. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Um, and what about, you know, this, it has been a challenging time, I mean, you know, for business overall. So what would you say this year has been the most challenging for you? Um,
1: you know, it's um, and, and just uh, talking about um, sharing out information. One of the best things I heard very early on during COVID, and I wish I had come out with it, but I, I still repeat it. And it was from someone that said, listen, just share everything you know and um you know and this is what you're doing Gemma, with your with your fabulous platform and i think what's been challenging is that especially for entrepreneurs they've found it very hard to navigate um what what to do in a pandemic entrepreneurs have it hard at the best of times um but then you know when when their business is dried up it was really tough so um you know, I, I think all I could do at that point was share everything um, I knew. And, and so it was a mainstay every week to be part of, um, of webinars and helping to impart information, coach um, entrepreneurs and, and also just advocate for, um, you know, we were very lucky here in the UAE. The government came out with some amazing support. For for businesses, so you know, just sharing out the information because there was so much information to distill, um, it, it was really hard for people to parse through and and think, okay, what relates to me as a small business? What relates to me uh, in this emirate and, and so forth? So I, I would say that the the challenge was really, um, you know, trying to you know figure out how how could we help um, entrepreneurs? How could we help businesses stay in business?
0: yeah I know um and and it's it's good that you said that because you know for us we we saw many of our clients um you know at luxury market house sort of suddenly think to themselves, hang on a minute all that the normal thing we do each year obviously we always try and come up with new ideas everything just changed dramatically <laughs> um so we were the same like where we sort of felt we're just gonna Say we're here we're going to share you know creating this kind of um you know business stories is is something that helps our clients and also um connections like yourself um have a voice um you know be able to market sort of remotely and digitally i mean i think the good thing is that you know i don't think we would be speaking from from london to dubai in this way if we hadn't been forced into sort of um a remote working um environment so so i guess there is benefits so isn't it because i've seen you've been really active on linkedin and, and also you're you're hosting your own show and and you're you're always willing to give things a go and be out there and, and getting amongst it and i can see you know you're you're doing that so i think being proactive isn't it it's it's so important in whatever industry you're in to be able Oops. to um, to just be able to remain there. And, you know, we've been locked down in London, I guess, for a, almost a year now. Um, right. And and I have to say, like, you know, it, it's, it's not easy, but I think you see the ones that are proactively pushing through, as you say, like with webinars or, you know, doing various different interviews. Um, so it's, it's great to see that that's what you're doing as well um, in your, you know, profession, and in your industry. And you're probably encouraging a lot of the female entrepreneurs to do that and help them navigate through, these changing times
1: yes and and frankly you're right i mean covid has made the world smaller and you know we're so fortunate Gemma that that it happened if it had to happen during a time when we're quite digitised not every country is obviously but yet yeah. Yeah, let's talk about where you and i are and um you know the and and you know not everyone can go and attend Uh, events live and and so forth even even if there was no COVID so there certainly has been a greater sharing um of information out there in in the in the world
0: yes yeah absolutely and so if we were sort of thinking I know you've achieved a lot (laughs) since I saw you last but for you what's um what's next like what what's the passion like what 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 are you trying to achieve next
1: okay you're gonna I love this. So um, I am in the process of authoring a book on um e-sports and gaming. It is set to be published in it is set to be published in, in July and August. And so um, you know, I essentially tapped subject matter experts and had them contribute a chapter. So I've 38 amazing contributors from all over the world. And, and actually, uh, Gemma, the Genesis was really my son because I felt like I needed to really understand the industry more. I only had, I just, you know, skimmed the surface. So I, when I could, I, I did attend conferences and I, I heard like the most amazing, innovative people speak. And and also, I really believe um, esports is linked to the future of work. So I was like, everyone needs to understand this sector more. And and I'm sure you've heard. You know the the esports sector is greater than the film industry the music industry and the sports industry industry. combined um so and anyway so that um that's my next project and um i i will be sharing out a lot more of the information maybe speaking uh, on webinars and panels with um the contributing authors so people can see you know whether you know that the book is targeted at, you know, investors, parents, educators. I feel like everyone needs to understand this sector uh, a lot more.
0: Yeah, well, um, I think, I mean, you're obviously now becoming an author, which is great. <laughs> that's the next thing for you. <laughs> Mind you, I think you've written a little bit anyway in previous books, haven't you? So, um, yeah. but, but you know, I mean, that's that's amazing that you're collaborating and then you're looking at it. I think last time I saw you, your children were really young. So, and um, I think you were just getting to the point where they were, you were going to get them through that stage. So ha- imagine your son, how old would your son be now? He's
1: now your max is now
0: 15. But amazing. the time's passed. Quickly. Yeah, I think he was yeah. probably about 5 when we spoke yeah. and you were taking some time out just to um to get right. through those younger years. So um yeah. in the last 10 years it's been um pretty um pretty busy for you. So um well listen Lucy um unless there's anything else you wanted um to add, um, I'd love to say thank you for joining. I mean, so so I'm sure that there's so many different sort stories of um, of you know successes with your various female entrepreneurs and and your various people that you're helping. Um, so you know, keep it up, and we'll keep following your journey. And we'd love to sort of um, check in with you sometime, and um, you know, perhaps down the track, and see how things going with your with your book. Um, and you can tell us a little bit That's more great. about that, um, and that side that you know with all your various different contributors. But um, that thank sounds um, really great. Yeah, thank you so and, much for joining and, and, and thanks
1: again for having a platform like this, Gemma. It's, it's very important to to allow people to to share their knowledge. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Lucy.